What's hot in the strip clubs? Your hosts, the 2016 and 2017 recipients of the Exotic Dancer Publications DJ of the Year Award, Danny Myers and Alon Fong. Hey, we've got another episode of Behind the Curtain. This is a What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm Danny Myers. Uh, Alon Fong and I do this, this particular series separately, so no Alon on this one. Uh, and if you have caught any of my previous uh, interviews, you know that I have been talking to a lot of the Exotic Dancer Invitational contestants, and I'll tell you what that is. Exotic Dancer Invitational is a showgirl competition put on by Exotic Dancer Publications, and um, I've been talking to the contestants, and this is like the best of the best showgirls, all brought together and put in one place. So today, I am going to talk to Farley Lynn. Hello, Farley. Hello. Good to have you on here. Now, you're going to be competing um, in the Starlet Division, which is uh, the newcomer division in Huntsville at the Pony Clubs. And uh, those dates are May 24th, 25th, and 26th. So are you excited about that? Absolutely. Uh, and thanks for having me on today. Oh, no Appreciate problem. My, my first question, the name Farley Lynn. Uh, <laughs> I have never heard the name Farley, first of all. But it does kind of remind me of Harley Quinn. Is that where it came from? Oh, my gosh. I didn't even realize. I mean, I guess I realized that those rhymed if I'd thought about it. But no, <laughs> that's not why. <laughs> that's actually what's on my birth certificate. Unlike oh. many in the feature industry, those are actually my names. Wow. That is very um, cool. Yeah. And where are you from? <laughs> I was born in Florida and I grew up in Florida and Georgia. Okay. And where are you now? I'm right back where I started in Orlando, Florida. So ah, I lived a whole bunch of other places and decided that I liked it here the best after all of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, how did you get into uh, dancing? Uh, basically, um, I'm going to talk to you first about uh, about being a house girl, and then we'll get into the featuring later. But how did you uh, get into dancing? Uh, you mean just at the, how did I become a house girl yeah. many years ago? <laughs> Um, that's a, that's a funny question. So when I moved back home and I'll sort of put that in quotation marks to Orlando, um, I, I had gone to high school and college in Georgia. And so, you know, moving back here, I didn't really have an adult friend network. Um, I, you know, had some family, but I didn't really have any local friends. And I was like, well, where am I going to meet? I want to meet some weird people. Like I don't want all these... <laughs> I don't want to meet boring people. I want to meet some weirdos, man. Yeah. So like, where do I think they're going to be? And, you know, I looked up a couple of things, tried a couple of meetup groups. And then I, I saw something pop up about pole dancing. And I went, you know what? Bingo. That's where I'm going. And um, so I kind of latched on at a, uh, at a studio and um, I ended up building a dance floor and then being like, oh my God, this is so much more fun than my regular job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, uh, but I kept needing to buy products to build this dance floor. You need, you know, wood and laminate and all these things. And I was like, I need another job. Mm -hmm. And well, I've got all these pole skills. Uh, you know, I'm as, as my understanding was at that time, you know, that had something to do with it, which as many will tell you, um, <laughs> may or may not be the case yeah. once you actually start uh, being a house girl. So, um, but I'm a great salesperson as well. So I figured it out pretty quick. And then I decided that I really liked all of that, you know, dancing and making things and being creative and working with my body way more than I liked sitting in an office. And I literally just walked in and quit one day. <laughs> ah. 
Uh, I mean, I gave notice, but I, yeah. I just woke up one morning and I was like, you know, excuse my French, but fuck this. Yep. I'm going, I'm going over here now. So that's, that's how it all got started. Yeah. And then you decided to take things to the next level and uh, start doing the competition, the featuring competition. Uh, what made you decide to do that? Well, as with anything that starts out exciting, um, if you don't, you know, infuse it with some type of joy along the way, it's going to get boring or it's going to get, you know, just repetitive. And I, you know, when it start when that starts to happen, I, I, I lose interest and I was losing a lot of interest in, in house dancing. Uh, it was very repetitive. It wasn't, wasn't really a whole lot required of me. And I, I was like, all right, well, I'm either going to find some other way to challenge myself and keep enjoying this life, or I'm going to find something else to do. Um, you know, cause I like to have a couple of different things going on. That's just how I am. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I found, I found Nia, honestly met her and was like, I want to do that. Like this, this girl's awesome. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get into that? And, she is uh, uh, she is uh, talking about Nia Nebula, by the way, who is also a, uh, a competition competitor. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Nia here in just a little bit. I'm, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that good part for a little bit. So you guys hang tight because we're going to get into the juice here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I first met you or the only time I actually officially met you was at Michael's Men's Club at the stripper Olympics down there. And you were one of the competitors there. Was that your first competition or have you done other competitions aside from that? Um, that was my first stripper Olympics. That one was a lot of fun. But um, prior to that, I had also competed in Miss Nude World twice and EDI once. And then a year or two before that, a uh, pole dance competition at Grandview Live in Daytona Beach, where I started out as a house girl. Ah, nice. Now, I was flipping through the internet the other day. I can't remember where I was, but I saw um, a picture of you uh, not wearing any clothes whatsoever, but somebody put little scrib squibbly things, you know, squibbly things over your nipples to cover that. Uh, do you know what picture I'm talking about? I think so. <laughs> what was that from, that photo shoot from? Um, that one was recent. I don't get a whole lot of, um, like natural photo shoot inspiration, but, um, that one kind of came to me and I, I, uh, put it together in about a week or two and it's easy to put together a photo shoot when there's, uh, the costume is only two items and they both go over your nipples. So <laughs> I guess it wasn't that much putting together, <laughs> but yeah, that one was a lot of fun. Yeah. And was I'm, that, was that I'm learning a lot about posing and makeup, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we're, we'll get there. <laughs> was, was that on, um, exotic dancer publications site that I saw that picture? That may have been, yeah. Either that or, um, uh, the ED expo. Ah, Gotcha. That was, that was my, hey, I'm coming to the expo promo pick. <laughs> okay. Now let's get into uh, performing a little bit. When you're on stage and other than making money, what is your favorite thing to do on stage? This is going to sound kind of strange, but I like to make people laugh or smile. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of those things that really, you know, when you're doing a feature performance, part of it is, um, kind of circus and amazing. And part of it is kind of erotic and unexpected. And I think finding, seeing how everybody puts those two elements together as a feature is really, really cool. And I really, um, I think one of the most erotic things is being able to share laughter with someone. And so if I can get 
hmm. I can entertain somebody in that way. I think that's um, that's really special and it's often unexpected. So yeah. nice. Well, we are part of the Pantheon podcast network with what's hot in the strip clubs. And that is a music based um, platform, podcast platform. So we like to talk about music. And um, do you think that the music that you perform to when you're on stage, the music that you perform to, do you think that makes a difference in, in the amount oh, of money that absolutely. you make? Yeah, for sure. In the money that I make, yeah. It makes a difference in a lot of ways. And definitely uh, money is is or can be one of them for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that you do better when you perform to music you like. So you should pick things that you like. You know, obviously they need to go with your theme and kind of go with your whole show. But um I have a, I have weird tastes. I like EDM and I like country music. And so you're, you'll often hear those elements in my shows. Although yeah. I will say for the upcoming EDI, this will be one of the first shows where there's no country music involved. So ah. that new for me. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk a little EDM because those that's, you say those three letters and, and I get excited because that's my favorite, <laughs> right? Um, do you have favorite EDM artists or songs? Yeah, um, I find myself always really like turning up the radio and drawn to it when Cascade comes on. And I mm -hmm. only know that because I have XM and it tells me who's playing. And so when I'm like, oh, this is a great tune. And I notice that name a lot. So um, definitely into that one. Um, there's a lot of sort of down tempo remixes that I think are really good. And for the life of me, I, I couldn't remember like any of those artists right now, but I'm like humming the tunes as mm -hmm. I'm like doing my dishes and driving my car and all these things. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And what about the countryside? How long do we have? <laughs> name me, uh, name five country artists that you really like. Um, I'm a classics girl and I also like songwriter country. Um, Dolly Parton's at the top of the list for me, although I don't know that her music really belongs in any of my feature shows right now, but there's time yet. <laughs> so mm -hmm. fear not everyone. <laughs> it may happen. <laughs> um, so Dolly, I love, um, Morgan Wallen is a really good one. And he has a couple of tunes that sort of marry the country and EDM worlds mm -hmm. that um, he's collaborated with other artists on. And I always really enjoy those. The one with I Diplo. like Florida Georgia Line because mm -hmm. I'm a basic bitch like that. Um, <laughs> um, and who, the Judds can't do, okay. can't talk about country without the Judds. And then, um, Chris Young has a couple of like really sexy songs that I know were always on my house girl playlist for any club that would entertain my country music requests. Some of them will not, as you know, and that is mm -hmm. a big no-no. <laughs> if you play country, you could get fired. <laughs> not me. But uh, anyway, <laughs> not good. I like working a little country, and but I'm on. I I'm in an too, open and for format. For the right crowd, it's perfect, sure. and it will make that money, like you talk about. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> well, you were talking about performing to music that you like. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a quick question. Uh, has a DJ ever played a song and when you're on stage and you're going, what the f did he just play? <laughs> but you, I mean, has that ever happened to you on a stage? Oh my gosh. You know what? It's happened to me twice with the same song. That's so funny. I Did you read my mind and bring this up? It's like one of my favorite performer songs. This was like my first year, maybe even my first few months as a house girl. And I'm, I walk on the stage and in Daytona Beach, 
a lot of times you'll share the stage with many other girls, but if it's not that busy, you're up there by yourself. And um, for whatever reason, I had been called with a bunch of other dancers, none of whom actually materialized on stage, probably because they were in the back. And, you know, if that comes up, they just call more people. But for the moment, I'm by myself and I'm like got a little bit of deer in headlights going on. And I hear um, that song Cotton Eye Joe by Rednecks <laughs> from the 90s. <laughs> And I'm like looking in the DJ booth, like, what did I do to you, man? Like, I, I why would you do that to me? Hands. What am I supposed to do now? Oh my <laughs> Maybe God. Maybe you could play a sample of it when you like produce this and it, and you, um, you know, are playing the podcast just so people really get the feeling of what I'm talking about and how hilarious that would be if you're trying to be sexy. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'd been forgotten, Joe. I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? But I'd been forgotten, Joe. I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? And then many years later, someone else played it when I gave him my notes, uh, a DJ that said, hey, uh, what do you like to dance to? And I said, well, country and EDM. And I've learned that I need to say country or EDM because he played that song and he was so proud of himself. He was like, I found it. Uh, I found a country and EDM song. Aren't you excited? I'm, oh. like, I'm just laughing at that point in time. I'm like, you know what? I actually do have experience with this. So um, we're going to do crowd interaction. For yeah. that one. And you know what? I, I actually think I made about 50 bucks on that stage set just from interacting with people and, and uh, forcing them to stay up and keep me company during the duration of the gotcha. Um, love child i think of all of the artists that you named i think probably the worst song to play for an entertainer but one of my favorite most beautiful songs by florida georgia line was black tears Ooh, i'm gonna have to look that one up i i don't know that i know that one it was not originally done by them it was originally done by somebody else but they did a, a cover of it black huh. tears and it's about it's about an entertainer and she's crying because her mascara is running down and it's a very, very sad but beautiful song. You don't want to perform to it on it. No, it doesn't sound no, like it. <laughs> no, but but it is a beautiful song. So check that out. I tell you what, we are here with Farley Lynn. Uh, she is one of the competitors at the EDI, and we're going to come back and talk to you about. Well, let's see. We promised we'd talk about Nia Nebula, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get some. We're going to get to the real story here, and we're going to do I love that. It. And we're going to do that next. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 
and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's Factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, (laughs) oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Hey, welcome back to Behind the Curtain of What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. I am here with Farley Lynn. She is competing at the EDIs, that's Exotic Dancer Invitationals. She'll be at the uh, East, uh, EDI East, which is the Pony Clubs, May 24th, 25th, 26th in Huntsville, Alabama. And if you want to see that whole list of all the uh, competitors, that's at theedis.com, T-H-E-E-D-I-S.com. Okay. So, um, I'm going to save the Nia story. Hold on. Tell me about, uh, make him wait a little yeah, longer. Yeah. Cause I, I, you, we were talking before we started recording about HPS, one of your uh, businesses that you have going on because you are not only an entertainer, you're a businesswoman. So tell me about HPS and give your company a little plug here. Oh, I love it. Thanks. Um, yes. HPS, um, originally home pole studios, We make home studios, props, and stages, so things that a lot of feature entertainers might find pretty useful, and um, so that includes panels for floors and stages, that includes acrylic work for large props, and also some 3D printing, which is super fun, so all of that's kind of um, evolved over time. Um, We've also done things such as custom storage solutions for studios in the past, and um, really anything that is niche dance and performer related, um, we're kind of the, the go-to for, if you need something strange built, <laughs> mm-hmm. talk to us and we probably can figure out a way. Okay. I have two ideas for you, but I'm not going to say them on the show because I don't want anybody else to steal them, but <laughs> Ooh, I, got, I, like that. I got two tips <laughs> for you now. Are you guys ready? You got your popcorn ready? <laughs> we're going to talk. Okay. 
Who is Nia Nebula? Other than another contestant, uh, she's also going to be competing in there, another feature performer. But to you, who is Nia Nebula? To me, Nia Nebula is my wife, and she's my my ride or die. <laughs> and um, just a wonderful, wonderful person, and so happy that we are in each other's lives. Very nice. And, and so, but she... I know the two of you are separate a lot because she's, I've been trying to get a hold of her for like four weeks <laughs> and she's just, you know, I think I get to interview her later on today. So she that, that she will follow up you. To Canada. That's where she yeah. Goes. So um, you guys don't get to spend much time together. No, I think that's definitely a quality over quantity argument right there. Um, I, I love my life and my flow as it is and generally having my place to myself um when she does get to be in town it's fun to have that time together and really be choosy about how we spend it a lot of times we want to go do take a lesson or do training or something that's active we're both very active obviously and always looking to push our performer skills so um we do that together we both I will say I did not used to be a love going out to eat person, but I think she's converted me. Mm. So <laughs> plenty of common ground to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. And, and, but the cool part is, is at this particular competition, the EDI that's coming up in, in May in Huntsville, she is also in the competition, but you don't have to worry about going against her because she is in the, um, she is in the, um, you're in the starlet division she is in the showgirl division because yes, she's been doing this right. um, uh, a little bit. Well, last with... year we were in the same division. Um, she got first runner up and um, has competed a, in a couple of different things since then as well. So um, they gave her the option and I think she decided to go ahead and level up. Level so, up. And that's yep. probably better for you because, I do. mean, you really don't want to compete against her. I mean, you know, uh, how would... Not really, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Because <laughs> you want to win this thing, but you don't want to kick your wife's ass. <laughs> well, it's also one of those things where I find that I really enjoy being part of her shows. So with this past year's Miss Nude World, um, she had two shows that she was working really hard on just like making amazing for that event. And it was really fun to be part of kind of, you know, her team of folks that was helping out in rehearsals and kind of like being a sounding board for ideas and blocking things out and kind of finishing touches and stuff like that. And just general assistance. I mean, there's, um, I want, I feel like that Marie Antoinette costume had like 16 pieces. So just on the getting dressed, <laughs> item it's really helpful to have an extra set of hands around ah. and it's nice when we get to collaborate versus yeah divide all the resources and have to have to go head to head so yes mm -hmm. <laughs> good and, point there and like i say i get to uh to talk to her um actually i'm going to talk to her right after i talk to you but they'll air a couple of days apart um so i'll be curious to get her side of, of everything oh yeah she won't too. even know your answers <laughs> We could do like the the dating game or the what is it uh, newlywed right. game? Yeah, we could do something like that with you guys. That's that's a whole other thing we got going game. on. Oh my gosh, blast from the past. Yes. Okay. Well, finally, Lynn, if people want to follow you, they want to learn about you, they want to message you, whatever. And, and no dick pics, by the way. But if they want to message <laughs> you, how, what, what? Give me your socials. I mainly just use Instagram. So it's the real Farley Lynn on Instagram. And that's where you can find my tour schedule and shiny photos of me wearing not very many clothes and 
um, information about what I'm doing and how to book me. Okay. Well, good luck to you at the EDIs in Huntsville. Yeah. Okay. All of the What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcasts, including the Panthe- uh, Panda Top 20, Bubbling Under, Off the Charts, Flashback Friday, Classic Rock Remixes, and Behind the Curtain can be found at whatshotitsc.com. Farley Lynn, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to What's Hot in the Strip Clubs with Danny Myers and Alon Fong, presented by Panda and Strip Joints Music. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.